Can I press the button? Okay, you can press the button. to you good day. good morning good afternoon good evening i was i did a full-on robin williams then didn't i I was straight into vietnam sorry about that hope you're all well welcome back to episode de that's two in french or canadian depends where you live in the world of course and some parts of africa in truth belgium as well when i think about it a lot of the world would know what de means anyway it's episode two of the lunar cast so pleased to be back it's some um, Right now, it's the most exciting thing, I think, that <coughs> alongside my cough mm -hmm. that we do. Uh, and it's also fantastic to see you, my friend. How are you? I am brilliant as always. We are looking forward to going through this week. We've actually got a bit, we've got a big news topic, which sort of gives it away in our uh, show uh, title, Running from the Crucible. So we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we, what I will say is we will not duck away from the, the difficult sort of maybe topics. We are going to talk about them all here, uh, good, bad and indifferent. So just uh, keep this. Uh, we try and be think. We try and do things down the line. So we will say yeah, good yeah. things about Luna. We will say maybe some not so good things about Luna. But we try and give her well, honest and honest you know thoughts. you know my motto, Duncan, because we I carry this across all my shows, and that is that we deliver the facts, and sometimes those facts are a little uncomfortable, and they need to be discussed, and sometimes they're great. Uh, what we don't do, though, is we don't just speculate negatively and we don't kind of get in there and troll and, you know, say stuff that's just evocative. Evocative? That's not the word I meant. Blame it on the cough syrup, folks. <laughs> yeah, Rock hasn't been too well over the last couple of days, so you, you may hear him getting himself every yeah. so often. He's got, he's got a bit of a bad cold. I'm doing here. my best, folks. But yeah. it is okay. It's not the really nasty one that nobody wants. I've still got full-on sense of taste. <laughs> I'm not running a temperature. Just want to get I, that out there. I don't want you to all keep social distance away from your screen. It'll be all absolutely fine. So Rock, it's. Uh, I would have to. I would have to disagree with that. Look at the look at the jumper finger. Look at the hoodie you wear. That that's no that's no taste. And that t-shirt either. Going on here, mate. Proper merch. And I wear this hoodie on purpose. This is my Lunacast hoodie because if you look. It matches what's on that screen behind me. You see, color yep. coordinated, mate. I think these things through. Unlike you with your Mickey Mouse top on, in a literal sense. What's that all about? What's Mickey got to do with cloud gaming yet? Yet. yet. <laughs> yet. I, think they, I think the yet will be in there. Mm. They're, trying to take over, they're trying to take over absolutely everything. For the, so for the company that has more franchises and IP than any other on the planet, you kind of got to see something coming soon, haven't you? And don't forget, and there's a little bit of a rat hole here. You know who the biggest in, uh, the, who has the biggest uh, single investment in Disney? Who has the biggest single investment in Disney? Steve Jobs, the family, the estate, <clears throat> and therefore Apple as well, because Apple as well, I think they've got an interest. So, yeah, you know, we, we know what's going on. I mean, we, we've never mentioned this before on this show, but um, you uncovered a couple of months ago or a few weeks ago, you uncovered uh, a patent that had been, uh, that had been log lodged in Europe for 
running cloud gaming over a 5G network by Apple. Yep, and that's it's very, very interesting. And we're, we're, Apple definitely do have aspirations towards uh, gaming because we've seen that uh, uh, with their ramp up of Apple Arcade, which we're probably going to hear more about this week with the Apple event, which we could actually maybe discuss later on. Do we think any cloud services are going to turn up there? Who knows? Oh, yeah. I, think, I think the race has only just begun, my friend. It mm. has only just begun. They're using that in an mm. advert at the moment mm. just to go down another complete rat hole, which has got nothing to do with weddings and marriage, which is what the song is all about. Anyway, should we get on with the show? I Let's suppose so. saying, as we always say, we are not in any way whatsoever uh, affiliated to Amazon or to Amazon Luna. We are just huge fans of cloud gaming and hugely excited about another uh, incumbent with the Luna, with obviously Amazon Luna. That's out the way, uh, but we have as yet not seen it in the wild, have we, Duncan? We were hoping after last week's show that this week may have started to see some of those early access accounts. Yeah, we were thinking that, but I think the news which dropped on Friday, I think uh, there's a reason why we haven't seen anything. Uh, which... Okay. Which brings I, us a nice wee side. Yeah, I look forward to your thoughts on that because I don't think something we haven't discussed. But yeah. um, shall we start with this thing that, uh, that that you? I mean, you kind of feel. Let's get it up on the screen. Crucible gets cancelled, and you kind of feel it's a kind of middle of the road issue in a sense. I I tell you my views on this in a second, but let, 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 why don't you why don't you read the facts? Give us the facts, man. Just the facts. Just the facts. Just the facts. Okay. <laughs> Basically, uh, Amazon have been trying to build a number of games up over the last number of years. And this was the first major big one they've went for, which actually got out into the wild for people to actually play. Yeah. And it's called Christopher. It was going after the... It was a hodgepodge of a couple of different genres moved into one. Basically, what happened after a couple of months, uh, after being out in the wild, they actually done something really strange uh, and really unprecedented in gaming that they unreleased the game and brought it back into beta to to try and fix the mm -hmm. game up and make it better. Uh, this week we discovered uh, late on Friday uh, that they are now cancelling the project and in a couple of weeks time uh, until the 9th of November you can play it up and there will be a big send off for it and after that it is uh, getting a uh, unfortunately cancelled so that that is basically where we are with it uh we both have a lot of thoughts on this uh rock do you want to kick us yeah, off so i mean for me you kind of have to boil it back to how important was this as a game anyway to luna and i think more importantly was this game developed alongside luna uh, you know was luna even a thing when this game was was first developed now i played this when it was first when it first came out which is a few months ago now um i thought it was okay i mean i was trying to run it in fairness to the game on um, a windows boot camp on my macbook so you know it wasn't the ideal environment and certainly you know you do you did need to run it on a half decent pc if you were gonna you know bump up the graphics but i think overall it was a reasonable game um yeah it was a kind of pvp control type scenario um the thing is, I think, is, is that, you know, I don't, 
I don't see this and Luna in the same box. Uh, they have a separate games development company called Amazon Games, of which, of course, they're developing now titles to run on Luna. Uh, and it may well have been that, that certainly this and the other big one that they've been pushing hard on, New World, um, were, you know, it kind of Luna was, was in the background somewhere when they were planning these games. But these would have been in development for years. We know how long it takes to develop a game. Neither of them, I would say, are obvious <clears throat> cloud gaming fodder. I mean, maybe New World is to a degree. It's an RPG. So I kind of see that working as a large scale open world game, which, by the way, I've played twice now and I love it to pieces. I cannot wait for that game to come out. Um, we, we'll touch on that in a second because I know, you know, there's been some negativity in the circles that we, uh, in, you know, inhabit that uh, this, isn't, this isn't a good look for Luna. Oh my God, look at this. They've not even properly launched yet and they're already killing off titles. Well, I don't think you can put the two in the same box is essentially where I'm coming from. You know, like all studios, they have to road test the game. They put it out there. What kind of feedback do they get? Uh, for this, it wasn't brilliant. I mean, they had some issues initially. They brought it back in-house. They played with it a bit more. They made loads of tweaks. They popped it back out. The feedback wasn't amazing. Well, I think they did the right thing. They said, why are we wasting time on a title, which, to be fair, we've already moved on from. We know we've already got games in the work like uh, Lord of the Rings, which we think are going to be absolutely stunning. Let's not waste time on this anymore. Let's pop it over there as we'll, we'll mark it as uh, a learning curve. We'll take the team that we're working on it and we'll apply them to these games over here, which we're fully invested in and we think are going to be amazing. And of course, they're going to appear on Luna. We think speculation. We have no clue for all we know. There may never be a game developed by Amazon Games that appears on Luna, but that would be lunacy. Let's be completely honest and pun-like here. So that's my view. I, I think it's silly to put the two in the same box. Um, they have learned lessons. And, you know, there's some key things here that I think I, I'd like to put out there. One is I have games that I've paid £60 for, $80, whatever, which were never fit for release the day they were put out into the marketplace. The development, the, the studios took months to acknowledge there were any issues when everybody in, the, in that particular games community were deeply unhappy. I can think of one or two straight in my head. Uh, and then ultimately they admit, yeah, you know what? We, you know, we had problems with the engine we were forced to use. There were issues here, there were issues there. But nobody was ever offered them, ever offered their money back. And there were only tiny little patches. And in some cases, the studios that were part of the large publishers in particular games that didn't do well were completely disbanded, broken up, sold off. Now, in this case, they've taken the game. They've said, yeah, OK, we take it all. You know, we, we take it on the chin. They've offered refunds to anybody that spent money on the game. And they've said they're taking the entire team and applying them to other projects. And I think that's an honorable thing. And for me as a gamer, I think, you know what? I'd rather I've got confidence in a company that tells us what it is, gives us complete openness and transparency, isn't wasting our time taking a load of money and not giving it back, then moving on. So, yeah, I, Crucible being folded at this point, I just see this as a sign of good, a, a good sign that uh, Amazon Games care about the games they're producing, they care about their customer base, and they care about their team.
Yeah, Rob, the, the easy thing they, they could have done was just keep this going. And I think we both said last week uh, on the, here that we expected Christopher to probably end up on Luna at some stage. But obviously that's not going to happen now. Yeah, game making games is not easy. You could have all the big names under the sun working on the game and chuck an unlimited budget at it, and it still doesn't mean it's going to be an absolute runaway hit. It will take, I'm hoping it doesn't, but it may take a number of years until Amazon get it right, but they seem to be on the right path with new words. It's just... Uh, Going back to our, our first point, our way we didn't, we thought we might have got some news this week. This is the reason why I don't think we got any news because they're playing the PR game here. They wouldn't want to put out a load of Luna stuff when they've just, when they'll be cancelling Christopher on on the Friday because this must have been on the cards for okay. a wee while, a wee while because then it, the, the correlation would come in a lot more, and people would make the two and two together. Uh, also, in, in the circles we, we seem to be running in uh, at the moment, there's been a lot of talk about how uh, Amazon are not getting a lot of flack for this and if this was a different platform, they would get, be getting hammered under the sun. A uh, couple of reasons. It, the, the news story about Christopher wasn't on Friday. The news story about Christopher was a couple of months ago when they put it back into beta. Uh, since they did that, I'm not saying that the writing was on the wall, but you would not be surprised of what has just happened here. So, again, I, I think it's just, uh, unfortunately, it looks like the, the, the game couldn't really be uh, saved and they're just cutting their losses now and they're putting their resources into other places. So, yeah. I, again, it's it's... It's just optics, and I think uh, that's the reason why we haven't got a lot of things uh, this week. And again, Amazon have done the PR thing. You may agree with it or not agree with it. They, what if you want to get uh, rid of uh, bad news? What what day do you do it on? You do it on the Friday. That's <laughs> thing. And what happened last thing on the Friday? Bang, we've got this. So this is why it hasn't been, it's not blown up as well because they've done it in the, the normal sort of circles. And come Monday when everybody's back at their work, uh, we're going to, it'll be another news story of the week, which is going yeah, to run yeah, and run. Absolutely. I totally get it. I can understand right now, you know, there's a new, there's a new, uh, new guy in town and this is a this is a fledgling industry. Let's call it an industry. It's a sector. Let's call it a sector. It's a fledgling sector, gaming sector, uh, and anybody that's in this sector is, you know, really taking arrows in their back. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, you know, they're getting flack from somebody, whether it's the traditional consoles, whether it's PCs. Um, so you can fully understand how someone else has come along. Oh, let's 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 you know redirect some of the irie in their direction. I, I get that. I totally understand it. Um, from my perspective, I think this isn't about A versus B. It's about where, as a gamer in this entire cloud gaming universe, we can get the best value as a whole. It doesn't have to be individually. It doesn't have to be. I've got one account and that's it, and I'm sticking with it. Because, you know, we've said this before, you're not investing a lot of money. You're investing small amounts per month, relatively small amounts, compared to even buying a, a single game. So as a consumer, you can own 
one, two, three, four, five different cloud gaming platforms, and it still won't cost you the price of a full game every month, which is what some people, console and PC, pay every single month. They pay for a full price game or more. You know, so it it shouldn't be about well, I'm going to have a crack at them because we've had it in our backs for the last year. It shouldn't be that at all. It should be welcome. Welcome to cloud gaming because, you know, a rising tide serves all ships. Uh, and I think that the the benefits across the board for gamers, irrespective of which is your particular favorite, and it may not be Luna, it may be something else. You know, you you may decide Microsoft X Cloud, as it was called, isn't anymore. None really has a, the, the the cloud gaming service without a name. Maybe your thing, or it may be that it's PlayStation Now, or it may be that it's Google Stadia, or it may be GeForce Now, or it may be any combination of those, or a million other uh, incumbents. But the point is, it's your choice now. You're not limited anymore by having to uh, invest in hardware and be stuck with it. So rejoice. I say rejoice and it is a shame I didn't think it was that bad a game at all I've seen a heck of a lot worse out there they could to be fair it may resurface in the future particularly under the Luna Plus uh, monthly subscription uh, who knows uh, but uh, for now it's been taken off the uh, development cycle um, put in its little own box and uh, those of you that paid for it you can get a full refund so I don't think there's anything to be too upset about so that's all I have to say on that topic. Duncan, do you have anything you wish to add? Yeah, like I said at the top of the show, we are not scared to put out our thoughts or even if it's a difficult subject uh, regarding Luna or anything at all, we will sit there and we will tackle it. And we will, warts and all, we will just come, we will just say it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward. We'll, we'll maybe next episode, we don't really have a roadmap for stuff we're going to cover because I think, you know, with a, uh, something as fast moving as this, we can have a news item drop on a Friday and it takes up 50% of the show. But it would be good to cover Amazon Games in a bit more detail. I put out a, a video this morning, actually, with uh, a piece I did on Amazon Games back in March um, just to show how it compares to where uh, we are today. It wasn't a million miles away. Um so it'd be quite good, I think, to cover. They actually are working on quite a few games, and some of them are very obviously Luna-centric or certainly Twitch-centric, and I think those two almost synonymous now. I think we can guarantee that. Um, so maybe that's something we'll look at next week because I think it's fascinating to see what those guys are up to anyway. Uh, right, okay. So the next item is you were doing a bit of sleuthing, weren't you? Let me I'll hide that a second. You were doing a little bit of sleuthing in the week uh, and you went looking at job vacancies for uh, that were, you know, largely around Amazon Luna. And what did you find? Now, the one I find which is most intriguing to me is they're looking for a senior business development ma ma manager, I don't know if I could speak, uh, and for the streaming gaming industry. I wonder what that could mean. Uh, and this is from Amazon themselves. And the key point, portion of this uh, would be uh, you will enable the AWS, that's Amazon Web Services, isn't that? It is indeed Amazon Web Services. Yes, yeah. yes. 
I got well that right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm awful with acronyms, so yeah. Uh, sales team to drive their day-to-day -day interactions with key game uh, prospects. You will work closely with the AWS solutions uh, acronyms to develop and promote cloud gaming streaming platform to distribute customers' own games by themselves. Mm -hmm. So that sounds to me like that's about channels. Uh, but, and what's more intriguing is the location which is japan so they look like they are going to be doing a big push into japan at this moment in time so it's mm, interesting yeah that that um absolutely is and <clears throat> i think i think it's fairly safe to say all the cloud gaming platforms are uh forging links with japan i know that the big network infrastructures are putting in ultra fast pipes between America and Japan. Um, and of course, Japan is a massive gaming nation. I mean, you know, for <clears throat> much of what we consider gaming today came from Japan in the form of Nintendo and, and Sony and so on. So, you know, that that's to be understood. And of course, until very recently, I think a lot of them sadly have closed down because of COVID. They had the world's largest gaming arcades. Uh, so, you know, you could, so there's a lot of talent to be found in Japan in any case, across the board, as far as gaming is concerned. But yeah, I, I think you found literally hundreds of job vacancies, didn't you? Within oh, what could loosely be put into the Amazon Luna box? Yeah, it was um, under Amazon Luna stroke Amazon Game Studios. I think that I think a lot of people would be actually surprised how many jobs are out there and under them two sort of terms. It's actually quite breathtaking, and you can actually see that Amazon is not just uh, talking the talk here. They're actually putting their money where their mouth is, and they are investing, investing and more investing in the jobs. This is on top of the, the other uh, people who have already got. It is just mad, the amount of people there. Yeah, and, you know, we've seen, um, again, I think uh, I did a little bit of research not so long ago, and some of the people that, if you go to LinkedIn and, and look for Amazon Luna, some of the people that are, you know, directors or senior managers, they've been working in Luna, which, of course, until they officially announced it, where, you, know, you wouldn't have found it if you went hunting on on LinkedIn. That was their sort of, you know, oh, great, we can actually put the name now on our CVs. But when you go looking, you find that they've been working within, within Amazon Luna, let alone Amazon Games, since 2016, some of them. So, you know, it's not, it's not a project they've literally started up in the last few months, you know, thinking, wow, here we go opportunity knocks everyone's getting into cloud gaming we should be there i think this has been a project that's been bubbling along in behind the scenes with amazon now for some time and i think you know again why else would they have purchased twitch a couple of years ago um you know why have they invested so heavily in amazon games and developing their own titles i think the writing's been on the wall for a little while so it is disingenuous when people say oh this is a me too you know where they're just coming along because everyone else is doing it i think the only difference in between all of them and i think all of the the, the cloud gaming um uh, incumbents have been working on a solution for some time i think the only difference is is when they announced or when they released um and of course uh, you know arguably arguably uh, Amazon aren't essentially releasing properly just yet. We know they're doing early access uh, and they haven't gone, uh, they haven't uh, 
opened up any of the the uh, early access accounts yet. So you know they may have they may have announced a little earlier than they were ready for. I think that's that's maybe a bit of speculation. Personally, I believe they probably wanted to get it out around the time that they announced all the new Amazon products that made a heap of sense, big launch of that stuff. Let's mention it as we have the new 4K as well. So we may as well, um, you know, throw it out there. We're virtually ready to go out there with this in time, of course, for the uh, holidays coming up, the big next gen consoles. It's a good time. If you're going to go out there and make some noise, now's a good time to do it, even if you're not quite ready. But they've done it under early access, which gives them a little bit of license to make a few mistakes and tighten a few things up. Exactly. It's uh, early access is a key term to have because the what happens for that is rightly or wrongly, the the bar is lowered and you're allowed to have a couple of whoopsies and things not a hundred percent. Which uh if you're a full launch product, it, you really can't get away with anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all good stuff. Uh now the next item we're gonna bring up is Cook Serve Delicious 3, a brand new title. What does this well, mean going forward for Luna? Sorry, Duncan, I, I probably jumped that on you quick, didn't I? <laughs> no, I was actually being prepared there for a change. Mm. Isn't, isn't well that shocking, shocking behaviour? Uh, basically, uh, I was just having a wee play about on my Xbox and uh, this week, and I seen, what was I going to say, what games were coming out? And I, this one popped up at me, and I got that. I thought this was out already, but no. This is this game's actually coming out uh, next. Uh, sorry, this month in a couple of days. I think it actually comes out right next week, and uh, it's out now on Steam in early access. Uh, but it's actually just getting its full 1.0 release, if you want to call it the full release, this week on uh, consoles. So um, this game is actually listed as coming to uh, Luna and Luna Plus. So you would think that will probably be out relatively soon uh if and when the, the launches which we i think are we still assuming it's coming this month or are we leaving the assumption here uh, sorry my, my <laughs> phone died are we still assuming at uh, uh, is launching this month or are we not i think it's a, I, I have to think that because we've been told that um uh, valhalla and uh far cry 6 so certainly valhalla is launching day and date um well that's november isn't it october 29th so i've been working off the basis that october 29th which is watchdogs 3 uh watchdogs legion is when it should be launched by but in truth i don't think they've suggested that that's going to be a day and date they have suggested valhalla which is november the 10th i think because it's the same day as the xbox the brand new Xbox series. Mm -hmm. So uh, my guess is November 3rd. That's my guess. That's my guess. That's your guess. Okay. Uh, with that... I'd love to be surprised. Wolock thinks it could be tomorrow. Uh, it could certainly be Wolock. I mean, no, hang on. Let's wind this back. They said October. They said early access in October um, and request. So, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I still think it's going to be October. In fact, they said... Didn't they say the first half of October? I can't remember the top of my head. I'm going to have to read. Yeah, we're not that really useless, aren't we? Here we are <laughs> in the podcast. They well, definitely said October, October, and I think they and I think they said early October. Um, we we're kind of sailing past early October now. Um, so you know, Wolock, you may well be onto that one. 
Um, I had thought similar, but I'd, I'd cycled back from it because I thought, like Duncan said just now about how um, large outfits like this don't tend to like to do to do multiple PR pieces on the same day. And of course, Prime is you know lots of news about discounts and stuff. And I think if if it were me, my fear would be that the news that that you know that it's happened would get lost in amongst all the deals that were going on. Um, but of course, they've already done the announcement. The, what people are now waiting to see is the email that comes in that says, "Congratulations, you have been granted early access. If you go here and put your credit card details in, etc., you can." you know, click in and set up your account. So they could they could absolutely start that first round of emails. We we would see straight away, obviously, on social media, people getting all excited. And then there will be a raft of people racing to Twitch to demo and show how it looks and how it works. Um, so, yeah, we've always said the minute we see that, that activity will be straight here um, with uh, showing you in our own inimitable style. So, yeah, yeah I, it's got to be in the next few days, the more I think about it. Yeah, that, that was a rabbit hole we went down there. With the it kind of was, but I needed to. I mean, I have to say my brain is operating at a fraction of its normal speed right now. But, yeah, um, it, yeah I, I'd, I'd put the 3rd of November down, but that's actually when I think about it, that's too late because they've already said. And I would, I think that if you were Ubisoft as a partner and, you, you know, you, you know that you've signed up, to be that that um, premier partner you know this is a big thing for you and you've done that because you've got almost boom 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 three or four massive titles in your franchise armory coming out within weeks of each other so you're going to want that channel up and running aren't you because you don't want to min you don't want to miss out on anything so you know my guess is is that by the 29th of october ubisoft want to be able to say day and date We've got Watchdogs Legion in, and day and date we've got Valhalla, and day and date, and so on and so forth. So yeah, um, could well be this coming week, Sean. It could well be. Uh, anyway, what about Cook Serve Delicious? Did we do that? Was that? Time? Yeah. No. The, the, the question was basically with, with this being a brand new title, and it's basically looking like it's going on the Luna Day One. Do we yes. think that? Do you think that is going to be like a common practice? Because we've got a couple of games there which are relatively new. Do you think we're going to get games launching brand new straight into? It's going to be easy for them to do because most games still are based on a a variety or version of Windows. You know, if you develop a game for Xbox, if you develop a game for PC, uh, for PC, or if you develop a game for PlayStation, it's probably a form of Windows. Uh, and we know that the that the um, the base architecture for Lunar is Windows, so I don't see why you wouldn't see that coming. I mean, obviously, it's going to depend on whatever the the, the deal is between uh, Amazon and the studios, because if that game isn't for sale per se, then they will need to be compensated for the the lack of sales, uh, and you know that's going to come out of that five ninety nine. Actually, it won't do because that five ninety nine is what we call a loss leader in business. Uh, I almost guarantee you there will be no profit to be made uh, in this first round of early access. This is all about optics. Um, 
so yeah it depends but yes i expect to see a lot of indie and double a titles making their way across i suspect and i'm again i'm being a little bit um bit, bit naughty this week in in my little speculation but that's that's not like you no i know what i naughty is <laughs> i suspect by the time we get to proper launch and my guess still is next spring uh during early because they've said early access 100 games which they said was 50 plus on luna plus and 50 plus on ubisoft i would mind betting it'll be at least 100 within the next couple of months just purely on luna plus anyway uh what what i was meaning more is uh, the day and date so if brand yeah, when was the release from steam uh, no, the release in Steam was last uh, in January, but that's an early access. But, early it's going access. On, but the first, uh, it is coming out to consoles as in release one point zero is this week. So, do you think yes. we're going to get a? Do you think we're going to get a load of them sort on uh, on Luna Plus, or do you think we're going to get a? Well, it was in the list of seventy two, wasn't it? I mean, we we only know about it because it's in the list of seventy two. So we know that it's already coming. Um, I don't know that it necessarily heralds the date when proper early access starts. Oh, I think it simply no. means that it'll be available on early access. No, what I mean more is do you think we should expect uh, day and date releases on Luna Plus? So if, say, uh, Serious Sam... I don't think they care so much, do they? I mean, the, the, the inference that, we, that we've had from the interviews that have taken place is that they're not chasing exclusives they're not chasing the the triple a's you know they what they want i mean the model at the moment as far as we know is you don't even need to pay the five dollars 99 for luna plus if you want to you can just subscribe to the ubisoft or any other channel that's that's what's been said so i don't you know for me that's just them saying hey six dollars fill your boots and there's some good games in here and, and some that you've never heard of. I don't I don't think that the I don't think they are necessarily going after exclusives and triple A's because they think, you know, that's what's going to call in the audience. I don't th I think they more than most of these have at least been up front in saying our audience, we know our audience, our audience is 100 percent casual gaming. They, they're not that worried about, you know, I mean, look, when anybody bought a Nintendo Wii, right? Did they think, oh, I wonder if FIFA's going to come to it? And, uh, you know, I wonder if I can get Call of... No, of course they didn't, because it was all about the family playing casual games in a casual way, you know, nice and casually. They care about the experiences of being able to fire up a game and having fun with it, but not necessarily whether it's going to be, you know, dripping in big titles. There are absolutely platforms that do. And there are gamers that won't go to a platform if they don't get those kinds of titles. But I don't think Amazon are that worried. And in any case, they don't need to because they will leave that to their partner channels. You know, EA will turn up and go, here you go, FIFA, um, Call of Duty, whatever. You know, Ubisoft turns up, yep, Phoenix Rising, Valhalla. So, so Amazon don't need to worry. In fact, if anything, that's the last thing they want to do because they, I can see that their revenue stream is going to come from the partner channels. They want to use this as a way to promote those channels. They're not going to want to create 
250 amazing AAA titles so that nobody ever invests in the partners. Yep, it's uh, it's supposed to be an interesting wee discussion. That's why mm. we, I put that in there. Yeah, no. uh, I, I believe that I I think we're going to get a sprinkling of uh, new brand new titles in, but I don't think it's going to be uh, bang uh, all the time. I think it's going to be every so often until things start really rolling and uh, yeah. we make it the, the first party stuff off. We've got some good games in there, but you know they're not. Um, they they definitely aren't launching with a day and date brand new super title, and I don't think that was that was ever their intention. But they can say they've got you know some amazing games that are eighteen months old or twelve months old, uh, which is more affordable. And again, a lot of those games, you know, if I said to you Horizon Zero Dawn, you'd say, oh yeah, one of the one of the best games that I played. You know, I remember uh, the amount of plaudits it got. And yet, you know, what is it, two two years old, three years old now? But if it turned up, you go, wow, they've got Horizon Zero Dawn. See, the, the, the kind of the wave, the ripples that those games create go out for years. So you don't have to necessarily launch with a game that is day and date, as long as it in its day was a really big name title. And they've got some of those to launch with. So th I think that's their plan. I think, you know, predominantly they want to create the space. I see it like a market myself, Luna. I see that, you know, you go down the local market and there are all these stalls laid out and there's a Ubisoft stall and there's an EA stall and somebody else's stall. Uh, and, the, and the market's owned by Amazon. And when you go in there, there's some free stuff as well. If you want it, help yourself. You know, there's a little creche over there for the kids to play with. That's how I see it. And the money is made from those guys that are renting those stalls over there and maybe giving a percentage of sales back to the, the market owner as well. And then you've got the microtransactions on top of that where the Amazon will start beginning some of them as well. So there is going to be <laughs> yeah. mul multiple revenue uh, streams there. Yeah. So again, this is just a wee interesting one, which mm. I find just during the week, just to just to give us a bit something to talk about there. Yeah, uh, the yeah, next one is the next one. I know it's something you want to talk about. Oh, yes. I your room is, and yes. It, no, I'm just grabbing my. <coughs> excuse me, folks. Um, yeah. So the next one's the lunar spec. So we've kind of talked about last week. We talked about you know what what's cloud gaming in a very rudimentary way. The one thing that um, I'm quite keen to talk about is what actually constitutes uh, Luna. Let me just see if I can find the. Uh, yeah. Before we get into the big topic about this, uh, I think people get carried away with uh, teraflops and how, how good everything's going to run and the, the headline figure. Mm. But uh, I think uh, if you sometimes you ha they can be very misleading because you don't know what the, everything is going to be under the hood. So when we go through this, remember, take this with a pinch of salt and we're just going to talk pretty broadly about yeah. this because we don't because yeah. because we, we don't know how this is going to actually pan out uh, until we actually see it up and running and we actually test the games. So, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. So, I mean, look, there's some stuff in this that's really fascinating. So, basically, it's running on uh, an Amazon EC2 G4 
AWS, which is Amazon Web Services. And some of this stuff you don't need to know about, but but essentially back in, I think, 2008, it may even have been earlier than that, the large, the big, the big outfits that did most of what they do in the cloud, which obviously included Amazon, because, you know, that's where their massive store lives in the cloud. And uh, so all their servers and their network infrastructure and everything else all optimized for the fastest and you know the most resilient experience around the world. Um, I just realized I've, I've disappeared. Let me bring me back here. And uh, equally, Google, um, there were several actually. There's Google, there's IBM. I mean, there's, you know, there's Amazon, obviously. There's a ton of these guys. But Amazon's particular flavor is the Amazon Web Services, which has become really, really big. I mean, to put it into perspective, uh, Amazon's network, I believe, has about 44 big points around the world, big big you know which have nodes that come off them in the various places they exist 44 i think google has 24 it's vast amazon setup is absolutely huge and the the the, the they have these kind of packets the com compute sessions and stuff that are all all combined into something in this case it's called the ec2g4 instance uh, and what it includes and it says it here and i'll, I'll zoom in for folks uh it, it includes the um uh, amazon ec in, in basically it's an nvidia tesla 4 gpu which is running i'm gonna get a little bit technical but um hopefully i can bring this back to something meaningful running Turing architecture, which also powers, uh, which also, the, I mean, the actual architecture also powers 2080, NVIDIA 2080 and 2080 Ti cards, you know, and they are still cutting edge. I know we just had the 3000 series announced, but right now, if you've got a, I've got a 2060 in my PC, a 2080 is, is still a brilliant graphics card GPU. So, ray tracing which is you know it's a big thing people talk about these days they, they do a lot talk a lot about how because it does make a game look amazing once you see you know take minecraft for example and apply ray tracing it just comes becomes a completely different experience so there's every chance that that means that's what we'll get they're running a custom intel cascade lake cpu um which is a second generation intel xeon chipset and because it's custom literally made for them we don't know masses about it but it can have anywhere between 8 to 28 cores which is you know gives a heck of a lot of computing power uh, and we again we don't know what flavors um the amazon luna will be using except it has that potential the blades and each of these little server instances is called a blade uh, will run on nvme storage which is blistering, blisteringly fast. So again, really important. Something we've become very used to in cloud gaming uh, is the speed of access to the game. You know, the, unless it's running on a dedicated uh, box, which is you know old architecture with a <clears throat> an old sort of disk array. Uh, in which case, it ain't nothing special. But in this case, um, yeah, you, you've effectively looking at something that's going to be very fast. So we can we can see straight away from all of that that's going to be fast. Now, here comes your point, Dunk. And all of this equates to about 8.1 teraflops. 
which doesn't sound amazing when you stadia for example is 10.7 x cloud at the moment's rubbish it's 1.2 but they're going to be introducing the the um the series x architecture next year that will bump it right up to about 12 which will put it at the the top of the league GeForce now somewhere around 11.76 they don't publish their specs but that's kind of what it's been worked out to be um and i've already said that it runs on windows so it's that is you know most of get most games are still being developed under some form of a windows um, um operating system it's just the way it works now the thing i wanted to point out was and this comes back to your point dunk about you know don't get don't get messed up on the teraflops what what all of that says is absolutely this architecture will run current generation games 1080p no problem at all which you know is where most of us have are used to playing them anyway if we're playing them on our consoles for example or even in cloud gaming a lot of us are just used to 1080p and a lot of people still don't have 4k tvs and this is something ignored but my point is this and this is the key thing with the infrastructure that they've got their data centers, for example, twice the amount of data centers, the nearest rival. What we should see is a lot lower latency and a lot higher bit rate, video bit rate. That means that may only be 1080p, but it might be pin sharp 1080p. Now, I absolutely believe that a high quality 1080p looks better than a low quality 4K. And I'm not just talking about other cloud game platforms, even when I'm playing games on my PC. Um, if I've got a really high video bitrate 1080p, it looks stunning. And then on a console, I might have the same game and it says it's 4K, but the textures are just muddy and rubbish. So I'm expecting, even though on paper it may not fit the bill compared to some platforms, I actually think coupled with the speed of Amazon Web Services and how close we all are to their data centers and their ability to push out high volume, high video bit rate. I'm expecting to see this at a, a really pin sharp 1080p, but it does also have the opportunity to go up to 4K. That's already in those specs. But I think we'll see most games, particularly the ones that Luna Plus push out at 1080p. So impressive specs they're still somewhere in the middle uh and of course no this has to come with the caveat there's the small print because it's cloud all of that can change in a weekend they can you know they could literally rip out those specs and push in a brand new gpu set or a, or a you know a bigger a cpu or a faster network it can happen it can happen relatively in a short space of time whereas of course that isn't the case if you buy a console you buy a console you're locked into it you can add a bit more hard drive space uh you know i mean that's pretty much about as, as much as you can do um but when we're talking about cloud the the provider can upgrade and uprate and replace their kit as and when they want to and they will because it's an arms race you can't they cannot afford to be the slowest kid in town you know even if your audience is predominantly casual if your prices aren't hugely different from a competitor that has a much more much better experience shall we say then you're going to gradually lose 
subscribers. So, you know, I think they're great. They're a great starting point. I'm very excited about the, the GPU, to be honest with you. I think, you know, to be able to get ray tracing fairly early on is, is going to be amazing if that happens. Um, the rest of it, suck it and see, isn't it? Until we see people out in the wild, um, who knows? Yeah, but again, this is what we go back. The teraflop thing is, I think people are getting... Uh, are focusing far, far too much on that because it is you don't know where the power is being used and that top end power could be getting sucked away to somewhere else. Uh, just for some context here, we're, what, what, what we're saying about uh, the top end, what was it again? 8.1 8.1 teraflops. If I told you that the next Xbox Series X, the Series S, which is the 1080p model, which is going for 1080p 60 FPS, is only four teraflops. Yeah, it, it is a it's number sorted. that people get hung up on, and quite yeah, honestly, you've got to take the whole structure, and... the whole thing. Is there? You know, it's not just. It's just unfortunately, you know what people are like, Dunk. They like to pigeonhole stuff, don't they? They need sound bites. We're in a sound bite world, are we not? We are indeed, unfortunately, and it, things are getting taken out from context and everything just to get to make them talking points. Yeah, the teraflop thing. I think people are going to get hung up on, and then. If one looks better than the other when it's actually under and they've been banging on about this is so many more yeah. teraflops, yeah. it just makes people look a bit silly. So getting into the power war is really daft at times because we've seen, even with the PlayStation 4 Pro, that some of the games on there look more impressive than they do on the Xbox Series. Uh, sorry, the Xbox One X. I always get the, the, the numbers and the names yeah. and stuff. But yeah. Uh, the, the, the power battle, I think, um, it's going back to your point here, it's not going to matter. No. It's because what's going to happen is we're just going to rip them off and push them in, rip them out and, and constantly upgrade. Yeah. And, there, and, most, and most people, let's be completely honest, most, I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of a bit techie yeah. and this stuff's of interest to us. 90% of people couldn't give a soppy fig. They really couldn't, you know, what they want to know is, how much is it going to cost me, Jim? $6 a month. All right, yeah, I can afford that. That's it. And job done. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's where people need to need to reel things in here. It's going to just come down to price and content, and that is what it will come down to in the end, especially as we've been talking about, uh, I think we're going to be touching on the, the pricing model for dinner on another show, because I think it is, it is going to be a good talking point. But yeah. for the price of games going up to £60, $70 for the for the next generation, subscription <laughs> models are going to become a lot more appealing for people. Yes, I agree. Uh, I, but predominantly, the, the, the subscription model uh, I had this conversation with someone on, on Friday in a call, but completely unrelated. It was a business call, um, and you know they couldn't quite they couldn't quite understand why would they want to look towards a subscription model. And I was you know I went through the various points. It works for everybody. It works for the developer who no longer has to worry about the cost of distribution, the cost of production, the cost of piracy. Um, you know that 
it works for the consumer because you you pay a monthly fee and play as many or as little games as you want. Um, but you know that every single game that you have played, the studio has been compensated for that play. They're not, you know, they're not involved in some huge hideous um agreement where they where they effectively miss out you know there will have to be a level of fairness otherwise people won't be interested and from a studio's perspective if you create content there are going to be so many of these platforms that need relatively inexpensive but high quality content so before you only had three choices it was xbox it was playstation I mean, I, I say this flippantly. Of course, there was Nintendo and there are others as well. But, you know, in the, if you were going to develop a game and make a lot of money before the Switch and, and others, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, and that was it. And to get into PlayStation or Xbox required you having to jump through hoops and give up a lot of the, your, your profits. Well, I think you're going to see that breaking down now. It's going to be easier for studios to uh, have their games all over the place and make a lot of money from it. So, you know, I absolutely think we're going to see an explosion of really high quality independent studios and, and their output. Yeah, it's going to be, a, it's just such a really exciting time in gaming. I just can't wait to see everything. I think I say that every week on here <laughs> true, on, a, on every show because everything is just moving so quickly and you just don't know what's going to happen next. It's like a soap opera every single day. Uh, yes. and, and I am J.R. Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> and half the audience went, who? Who? Yeah, <laughs> who, who shot you? I was, it was Mary. <laughs> it was Mary Sue or somebody, I don't know. Great. Okay, let's have a look. What do we got next? We're going to move off into uh, talking points. Point. Just a wee achievement talk. system. Hmm. Yeah. Just to, just to have a wee general chit chat about the achievement system. We know there is a Lena achievement system in the works. It is 100% confirmed. Uh, they are looking at it and they're looking to innovate on the achievement system. So basically, at this moment in time, there seems to be three sort of main ones. There is the PlayStation trophy system where you get trophies. And if you complete the whole, all the other trophies, you get a platinum trophy. And then they separate, separate off the DLC so you don't all get mixed up. So you can say, I've got uh 20 something uh platinums i think i'm at 18 or something but i do yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> then you've got you've got the xbox system which is like a point space system and then you have like a standard sort of one which uh which is just like uh you, it comes up and says it's like steam it's like uh a bit like uh, Stadia as well, where it's just a, a blank uh, thing. It just says you've you've got an achievement for doing X, Y, and Z. They all have different variations of them. What's your favorite achievement system, and do you like them? Do you know, I genuinely don't. I, it's not. It's never been a thing for me. I know there are. I've got some friends who will, you know pick the very the pick the meat until there are just bones left on the old carcass of the game and they have to get every single achievement they have to platinum it and i totally understand that because particularly up until subscription you know uh, for a lot of people and all of us in truth paying 50 40 50 60 70 100 on a game is a huge investment so the fact that once you've you've kind of finished the game itself 
then there are these achievements that you can go back and get, you know, find three cats to do this and get that badge and stuff. And then ultimately you see you've, you've got silver, you've got bronze, you've got gold, you've got platinum. I can absolutely get why you'd want to do that to get maximum value out of the game. But it's not how I play. I, I typically play games once. Um, I play only the campaign. And it's much more about the experience than saying I've beat the game. I don't even use that term. I hear it all the time. I beat that game. I don't like that term. I don't, it's not competing with me. I'm experiencing the game. I'm looking to complete the game. That's what I do. And I complete the game. So, yeah, I, personally, I don't. It's not never been of interest to me, but I absolutely get it. There are people that 100% want to. Now, the question is... If I'm right in saying that one of the reasons why people have traditionally liked the achievement cycle because they're getting maximum value out of something they paid a lot of money for, once you move across to a subscription-based model, and the one thing that the one downside to the sub-model, which I found over the last 12 months, is that your commitment to games suddenly becomes a lot less. You know, even really good games, you might do an hour's worth and then move on because it's like a kid in a candy store and there's so many flavors to try. Um, you know, so so what I what I wonder is whether we'll see less interest in achievements because people won't need to drip, you know, wring out the last drip of value in in their uh, expensive title that they didn't actually pay for. It's you know fifty cents out of their six dollars a month yeah uh i totally get your point i think we're we're, we're both we've been talking like that before where with so many games it's it's you do just get, sometimes you, it's not even uh, you just go around picking at games you, you've got so many games in your library and you're just going now i don't know which one i'm gonna find <laughs> and it's gonna go back to my old favorites uh and you, you just play the same ones over again, over and over again because you've just got so many. You get a bit scared to start a new one. Yeah. For for me, I'm hoping for for Luna anyway. Uh, if if you give me what which achievement systems do I like the best? I think PlayStation have got it nailed with the platinum yeah. uh, trophy system, and then they separate them off because then you can see. And they've evolved it as well for the PS5. So just announced a whole overhaul of the whole thing. Yeah, I think I'm just under 300 for that and in PlayStation. That's my new devil. 300 what, yeah. achievements in total. Oh, well, no, you've thrown down the gauntlet, haven't you? Let me no, I, no, no, not really. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very mediocre. I'm about level 300 now on off our PlayStation. Uh, with, with that, it's more... Uh, for me, achievement systems actually pull you into actually big games or there you go big games sorry i know no, most people say it. i i just don't see it as competing with me for for me uh, there's some games i want to get a platinum in for example i have got a couple of platinums in uh the assassin's creed series because i love that series so much i wanted to get every single trophy for it i am hoping that luna does something like that where you get a full trophy system where there, there's an actual goal I, I for me the trophy system is the, is nearly the perfect one if they don't have that the gamer score is a, a good alternative where you can see you're going to get a thousand out from a thousand or whatever it goes up to because of the, the achievements uh in the game uh 
with the DLC or whatever we want to call it now. Uh, I personally do not like the blank ones, which say you've just completed this achievement bang, blip up, and that's it away, which Steam has, which Stadia has. It it doesn't suck you in. It doesn't doesn't give you any sort of purpose of why you want to stay with that system while the trophies and the achievements actually suck suck you in. And uh, again, a lot of people may not find it... may not bother people but for some people it's just another draw to the system and just makes this the 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 platform a bit more sticky uh by that i mean people would actually want to play the games and that sort of one so there, there's rocks there how does that look does that look reasonable yep that looks dead so you've only got two two platinums though you see Yep, yeah, see so your 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 score's higher than me, see? Press on the here. You got me. You got me I can't help it, mate. I've played so many games. Look at that. 3,623 bronzes. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get my trophies up here. To, uh, <laughs> I, I've got I've got 19 platinums, 210 uh, golds, 406 silvers, and about 1,500 bronzes. <laughs> but you, there you go. Now, there you see, shows you the difference in our game style. Yeah, because you you've obviously you've embraced achievements, right? So, so your top ends, your bronzes and your platinums show the time you've invested in achieving those. Whereas I don't care, so I'm just getting the stuff that's easy to get as I go through the game, which is why my bronzes are like twice yours, um, and I've got a couple of hundred more silvers because it's just as I wander around games and oh, I just got one. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, if yeah. it's said for everything, I'll give you 12 quid. I but may that, spend a bit more time on it then. But the thing is, that's what PlayStation did in the US. Did they? Yep. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so again, the, uh, for me, I, I play across uh, about three or four different platforms, so I'm not stuck to <laughs> one. But... But I feel if I'm going to go for a game on PlayStation, uh, sometimes I pick and choose my games to see if I can actually get a a, a platinum, even though I haven't got that many platinums. For you, uh, though, was was any part of that because of because was it was it because that's a massive extra challenge and you're just that's you, you're competitive, or was it because I've paid the money for this game, I'm damned if I'm not going to get the value out of it. No, it's it's really just down to the games. Okay, because you just enjoyed playing the game. Yep, and yeah. I just wanted to pick them up, and I've also got a couple of easy platinums in that as well, which I want. I just want to get some platinum trophies here. I don't like having none, so oh, I just I can assure it. you, my platinums were easy. <laughs> There's, no <laughs> way. There's no way. I don't even know what they were for. I mean, Destiny Two. I'm ninety percent, but I've not done a lot of the more recent raids, so I know I'm not going to get platinum on that one. But um, that's fascinating. I still stand by what I say. I think when people have access to a whole ton of games, the loyalty to the game, what you'll see is, is far fewer games completed and no interest in achievements at all. Because to do that, to get the most of them, you have to you know pretty much complete the game and then go back and do it again and, and find the hidden stuff and do it on hard mode and all all the other stuff. And I think we're seeing in the in the world in the Netflix of games, even just in the subscription models where they throw you a half a dozen games a month, we're, we're seeing you know 
you won't be playing all those games to the same extent. That's my my personal belief. And that's why I think if they get the achievement system right, uh, you get people to stick more. So if they get a really good uh, involved achievement system, like even like with Xbox restore them to do them with their Game Pass one more, if you might get like a, a, a 50p off a Amazon order or something along that yeah. line, or, or a Twitch yeah, yeah. Prime uh, account yeah. to subscribe. I think there, you could see it's just a, it's just another way to keep to not trap people on your platform just make the platform look even more appealing Jeez. yeah yeah i you know i think that's an interesting point dunk that i've not given a lot of thought to but when we you know when you look at who we're talking about here amazon um you know who are or, i mean look what have we got coming up this week prime amazon prime day it's a chance to get rid of old stock you know uh, in time for new stock clear the shelves for for for, for christmas etc um it's all about what looks like an, you know, it's about deals and, and give a discount here. And if you buy this, we'll give you one of these and so on. Um, that's what they do. So I'd be amazed if you didn't see that kind of stuff. We see it already, of course, with Steam uh, and the Epic stores, uh, you know, where they'll give you a couple of free games. But also, by the way, there's discounts all day long. Uh, and if you buy this, you get that, you know, the old two phone or that malarkey. So, yeah, I 100% agree. I hadn't thought of that, but you should see a lot of that coming up. Yeah, uh, we we had a thing before we started here. We didn't think we would have a. We thought we were going to be struggling with things to stay, but we're just so excited about Luna. <laughs> yes. we, we, we just get more. We're, what, what, what we're asking for on Twitter uh, every week, if you follow us on the LunaCast on Twitter, is for questions. And we actually got a couple of the questions this week. And, Surprise! Uh, <laughs> I, to we be honest, us questions. I, yes, <laughs> We welcome anybody to ask us questions and, and encourage it, and we will feature on the show here. So we got our first question here. I'm just going to uh, bring it up I think here. it's already there for you, my friend. I jumped ahead. Oh, I was going to bring the tweet up on the... Oh, well. right. Okay. Thank you, so, uh, Here we go. Uh, I'm trying. I'm very trying, aren't I? <laughs> here we go. Uh, technology. So our first one here is uh, we'd love to know what your guys think would be a killer app for Luna. The Fleetest Play stuff that is missing on Stadia, where again, we're not mm -hmm. going down there, uh, for example. So, Rock, what would you think would be a killer app? Thanks for, yeah, thanks for the question, Dave. Um, so let me just clarify. Is, is Dave literally asking killer app as in a feature? Or is he talking about a game? What would I be a think, killer game? I think it's a, either a killer feature or a, or a game. Okay. It could be either. So what do you think? A killer app. So that, that could be either. Well, I've literally given this no thought whatsoever. Um, so I'm absolutely useless. I, I, We know that from day one, you will be able to play um, two different devices. So two different people can play from day one. I... I mean, it has. To, I I want to see more than two. I'm getting greedy because you know nobody else is giving you any additional. But I I would I really want to see a platform embrace the concept of family gaming. Uh, and that's not to say there won't be family gaming with uh, Amazon Luna, but we know that from day one they're allowing for one more person. Um, and you know, I you see that with Adobe and their apps and stuff as well. They tend to 
allow you access in one other place um, but I, I would like to see the family concept embraced you know you see it with with so many of the subscription-based services now as long as you're in the same kind of you know household etc some of it's on a system how can they tell <clears throat> you're bound to give a couple of your mates access and so on um, but I, I would I, I'm looking forward to that and I think initially with um, a lot of other people uh, do, do you realise this is all on screen, Duncan? Do you, don't, don't get yeah. your shopping list up for Monday or anything, will you? It's the last thing you want. Uh, no, uh, what I what I realised there, there was an interesting trend on Twitter, so I needed to see <laughs> a bit more. Yeah, you thought you yes, so you to expose it to the world. Um, yes. So for me, the killer app would be for my family to have access, um, and for me to sit down with a family game, particularly <clears throat> with the Ubisoft channel coming. Because if there's one thing those guys do really well, it's family games, Monopoly, you know, Uno. Um, they just they just do great family games. Um, and, you know, we love to sit down, my girls and I, and play Trivial Pursuit. And, and you know, we haven't played Uno, actually, but Monopoly we've played. Uh, and some of those great games with... And this could be a real killer app, actually. And if you played those games on PlayStation where you can, you've got your phone and it it's kind of like an extension of the game and you can see all the graphics and the questions are on your phone. So, you know, all of you. So having something like that would be really cool as well because, you know, you could do that as an integration into Twitch, for example, um, you know, and then use the, uh, use your devices to, so have an instance of Twitch on each phone um with you know right here we go uh, you know your your question is you know who who do you think would uh have you know made the best cake in history and then you've got you've got to put your draw your picture of who it is or what have you but you can do this on your instance of twitch and then have it all appear on the main instance of twitch on the screen in front of you that kind of a thing would be really good to see and i think the one thing we're seeing at the moment is that the the work they're doing between Luna and Twitch is far in advance of what we're seeing elsewhere. Um, and I think that's largely down to the fact that Twitch was purchased for this purpose. Uh, whereas let's, you know, call a spade a spade. YouTube is its own big monster uh, and probably doesn't like being told what to do. So we're seeing uh, a little bit of resistance in that neck of the woods. There you go. A little bit of, uh, a little bit of controversy for you. What's your answer to the question, Dunk? Yeah, I was going to answer with something that I just remember what the second question is. <laughs> so I'm going to answer that with the second question. Yeah, uh, for me, it's, it's something similar to you. Yeah, it would be up to the family numbers. Two is actually more than I thought we were actually going to get in the first instance. So I'm actually, for me, that's a positive. And hopefully that will expand that out, especially if you've got kids in the house and you want to play with them. Uh, there's some games on there, uh, like Grid, which are going to be absolutely a load of fun uh, playing together. If you haven't played Grid uh, and multiplayer with your friends, it's absolutely brilliant fun. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a Twitch integration. I am really, really intrigued how that is going to go down because that's one of another topic we, we're, we're going to come on to eventually as high as the yeah, Twitch not tonight, integration. folks. <laughs> We've already overrun. Yes. So I'm just... Uh, Basically, I want to see the Twitch interactions uh, pushed from the word go and uh, 
the direct uh, streaming to uh, Twitch. Uh, I don't think that's going to come day one, but I think that will probably come in short order because if we're actually there a step ahead there where you can actually view this Twitch stream. So you would think hopefully the, the talking will be there pretty quick. And the second question is something a wee bit similar. It's, uh, I'm just moving it down here. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you call the dream lunch for Luna? Yeah, well, I don't, I, yeah, sorry, mate. Expand the narrative. In what respect? When uh, early access starts, mm -hmm. uh, what would you think would be amazing? What would you think would, would not be knocked out from the park? I, I mean, assuming that there are no great surprises, that they were fairly open with what we will see when it launches, and they've been adding to the games list as well. Um, I think really for Amazon, it just has to be a launch without too many hiccups, you know, not to be 24 hours to two weeks late. Um, I mean, the worst thing that can happen for them, I think, for example, is that you suddenly hear one or two people say, I've got access, but the majority haven't heard a thing and it goes on for days or weeks and there's still only the first handful of people because, you know, you get that whole FOMO thing kicking in. Um, you know, the fear of missing out, uh, and then that, that leads to animosity and that leads to resentment and then that leads to negativity and on it goes. And, you know, the one thing that we've seen with cloud gaming is, is that as a concept, it has a huge, you know, it has a massive army of uh, detractors out there that really don't want to see it happen. So for me, I would love to see them just have the perfect technical launch that goes without any hitches that gets it out to as many people ha that have applied to have early access as possible that the initial feedback is a positive one i would say possibly the number one experience that i would take from watching how other people have rolled out is it won't be access to the system that people will get frustrated with it will be their own internal network setups where you know they've they're trying to do it over a really dodgy wi-fi even though their their broadband connection speeds actually probably quite decent you know they haven't rebooted their router for a year uh and they're all you know they're trying to run Fortnite and netflix and download the hideous scale files and expect it to work perfectly so i'm, I'm i would like to see and I haven't seen it yet, uh, and I would love to have seen it with other platforms, uh, a lot more information and help for people when when you first get access to this, and we haven't seen yet what they're going to say when they give you access. When you first have access to this, what we want to do is we're going to run this diagnostic tool, which is going to have a look at your setup and tell you how you could improve it to get the best out of the system. So, you know, right, okay, we've seen you've got this firewall set with that port, and that's going to be a problem. Um, and by the look of it, you've got a huge amount of devices on this network, or, you know, all vying, and, and all that kind of stuff is technically possible. So I'd love to see them do something like that, so that the actual first experiences that hit social media and hit Twitch and YouTube say, brilliant works really well low latency looks good no problems at all and that's the dream launch as far as i'm concerned for luna 
Yeah, I'm going since you've done that. I'm going to go for a slightly different tack. But I, I, I the dream launch, yeah, that app or something to just show where the possible issues are if you're going to uh, set it all up would be really really good. Uh, for me, the dream launch for Luna would be Luna Plus launches. You play plus, or sorry, the Ubisoft channel launches a week after, then you will get announcements of like the EA channel or something along them lines. Oh, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm, just try, I'm just trying a whole new look. <laughs> well, you um, know, you, we, we want to focus on what you have to say, Mr. Massive Keyboard. Mr. Mr. Massive Keyboard, yeah, but that, that's what I would be wanting is, for me, it'll always come down to the content because I, I'm assuming that the tech is going to be working and it'll be in a usable state because if it wasn't, I don't think there would be launching as was, uh, uh, as we have seen with other things. Uh, so my thing is going to be a, a roadmap of content actually coming out saying here is the EA channel, here is the 2K channel, here's the Activision channel, just a nice series of content and uh, some sort of roadmap because if uh, if the contents are they all the other stuff will follow suit eventually yeah the key th the key thing is is that invariably the, the if there are issues it isn't at the provider's end it typically is at your end um but you know we saw this when when stadia launched there was so much negativity and they were trying to run it on corporate networks and they thought they were being clever because it didn't work well i really wouldn't want to see anyone else suffer the way that that that, that those poor people did because you know they'd poured heart and soul into developing that system um and and so much of it can be avoided if there's a whole bunch of caveats that say don't use this on a corporate network don't use this if you've got xyz ports switched off and so on and you can't tell people to do that because look we're aiming this at a casual gamer but what you can do is say if you run this diagnostic tool before you start we'll give you seven pointers that will absolutely optimize your network to give you the best possible experience and it needs that if they can bring that out which we don't know about yet because of course we won't do until somebody gets access to it I think that's going to help massively. Yes, it will. And I think that's maybe a good place to uh, end this for tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's been a really, really good show. Uh, for those who are watching us live and not in the thing, uh, on the podcast, uh, we will be coming back in in one wee second to have a talk with you. And uh, it's the same time, same place next week. So, Rock. Yeah, but before we go, mate, let's just uh, let me just oh, ask yes. you where where can we do the usual things that, that yep. you know, professionals well, do? Uh, first of all, we would like to thank our Patreon. Uh, can you say it? Because Wolock, everyone else on the planet can say it, but you. I know. <laughs> but I can hardly say your name. Never mind. Uh, well, this is true, else. Rick. Thanks for coming yeah. on, Rick. Yes, <laughs> Duncan. Where can people find you in the week? Yeah. Uh, you can find me at uh, one to escape and uh crowdy with a chance of games.com yep. uh, with my amazing team there yes and you can find me um at cloud cloud rocks i uh, but most importantly and, and this is really important it's at the lunar cast um because as you saw those questions we you know we are really keen to talk um and have a dialogue about luna 
uh, or cloud gaming in general so please do um as duncan pointed out there with our good friend sean wolock we have a patreon it's patreon.com forward slash the lunar cast um it would be amazing if uh, you guys could just have a little look at that and see what you think and if you want to support us fantastic if you don't it's the way of the world um but uh, we will be back in the week We'll definitely be back in the week if there is any news or any amazing happenings. And uh, as Wolock said, Prime Day's coming up, so, you know, keep your fingers crossed. Uh, and we'll also be back on Thursday, Duncan, for Game Quest, which we launched on Thursday Gone. You can still pick it up if you go to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash the Lunacast. And uh, where we look at the games that we know are coming, we look do a little bit of a deep dive on games that we know are coming and maybe, you know, reviews and stuff and just generally talk about games, particularly obviously about Luna. So, yeah, come and join us for that. Thank you once again for joining us tonight. We'll be back next Sunday for episode number three of the Lunacast. In the meantime, say goodbye, Duncan. Goodbye, Duncan. And I'll say goodbye, Duncan, too. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>